Hey everyone, it's Mark, and with the holiday seasons upon us, there is no greater time to give thanks and to support small businesses. I want to give a special thanks to Littlefoot Coffee. They are a small batch coffee roaster who are the official sponsors of the Think Differently podcast. This holiday season, help a small business bring their idea to life and build their dream. Head on over to littlefootcoffee.com. Use promo code MARK, M-A-R-C, at checkout. Not only will you save some money on your purchase and send some great coffee gifts to your family and friends, but you'll be helping Rosie and Alex, the co-founders of Littlefoot Coffee, bring their idea to life. So again, littlefootcoffee.com. Use promo code MARK. Save some money. Help a small business. And now on to this week's episode of the Think Differently podcast. From Chicago, Illinois, this is Think Differently, a show that explores people who are challenging the status quo and how they do their work and choose to live their life. From doctors and designers to entrepreneurs and artists, hear the stories, learn the insights, and see what it takes to think differently. Mark, welcome to episode 33 of the Think Differently podcast. You are in store for an amazing story and an amazing episode this week as I sat down with Kaivin Dave. Kaivin and I, well, I actually first met by following him on, on Instagram years ago. And then one day I was at the Virgin Hotel and I, and I saw him in person. So I tapped him on the shoulder and uh, we've kind of been hanging out ever since. I refer to him as my personal Tim Ferriss. Now, if you don't know who Tim Ferriss is, this will make sense at the end of the episode. See, Kaivin is a learner. He is a grower. He is a top performer. He's one of these guys that, you know, is a 5 a.m. wake up workout kind of guy, but he is an optimization freak. Everything in his personal life to his professional life, he really is about finding his superpower and helping brands grow. He was the former director of e-commerce for RX Bar and really helped catapult their growth. This episode uh, it's really, it, it spans everything. We talk about personal relationships, health, wellness. We talk about mental health in the entrepreneurial journey. And so this is a really interesting story about Kaivin coming as a kid from India, coming to Chicago, learning the language, overcoming challenge upon challenge in his life. It's a very inspiring story, and I am just blessed to have Kaivin in my life. I hope that you take one thing away from this episode. It is what he calls patience and consistency. Those are the keys to bringing your dreams to life. And so, hope you sit back, relax, and enjoy episode 33 of the Think Differently podcast with Kaivin Dave. I already know this, but uh, there's definitely um, something here for you. I, I think it really fits well with your personality. I think it fits well with your voice. I, I was just like, I was like, man, I really hope Mark's like really going in on this, like fully. I appreciate that, man. I appreciate it. You know, I think uh, that's probably something I've actually learned, uh, you know, from our conversations is, you know, when to commit, what to commit to, um, you know, making things clear a little bit. But yeah, I mean, I think my whole life I've been plagued by the inability of to go all in on one thing. I'm always going in on like multiple things. But this, uh, yeah, I don't know what it is. This podcast, like, um, you know, I kind of explained it to somebody that like, uh, I've always, even as a kid, I like didn't have like one group of friends, right? Like I yeah. hung out with like my wrestling team or my lacrosse team, but I hung out with like like the, the the deadheads and the hippies, but I also hung out with like, you know, like like you know, the hip hop heads and the punk rockets. Like I, I love people. So if I go to like a party, I'm like talking to everybody and trying to like bring everybody in. And I feel like, you know, in some ways that's what this podcast is is uh shaping out to be. It's just like people are so interesting, man. Like they yeah. really are. I'm, I'm fascinated. I've been listening to a lot of Jordan Peterson lately, just like, as I do work, you know, this dude. No, I don't. Who is, who is he? He's a, he's a Canadian. I guess he's like a philosopher, like a professor of maybe psychology or philosophy. I should know like what he actually does, but he's just one of these guys. So when you hear him talk, he speaks with such just conviction and understanding of the human condition. And he, he uh, you know, I would think uh, some of it is like, it might, people might be like, oh, that's religion. And other people might be like, oh, no, that's psychology. And other people, you know, that's like, that's just how you live life. But he just talks about, you know, that life is hard and like we want to be happy and there's ways to be happy and there's ways that, you know, life won't always be happy. I just listen to it in the background as I'm doing work and, um, you know, I get like really excited when I get to record a podcast. That's why like I might even start doing twice a week now because I've got so many like, you know, amazing people I want to share like you, dude. You know, I, I was telling somebody who you are the other day and I was trying to explain because again, like I'm so, I'm so intrigued by how I think I met you or how I learned about you and how we first connected and all of this. 
So the way we met was I was um, at Virgin Hotel, uh, the upstairs and working, and um, you were sitting there and um, you were sitting somewhere there and I was, I think I was finishing up a call or something. And then afterwards you came up to me and you're like, dude, are you Kaiba? And I was like, yeah. And I was like, I was like and, and you were like, I follow you on Instagram. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> That's how we actually met first. It was a- That's so true. Oh my God. I forgot about that, dude. Yeah. Like, you know, that's one thing I miss. I miss going places and just bumping into people, seeing people. That was such a great, I used to go like just to different hotels and different coffee yeah. shops and I used to love doing that, man. That's so crazy. I forgot that. Uh, that's uh, I'm glad you remembered that. Like you're like my Tim Ferriss, meaning like you, <laughs> you operate at a very high level of optimization, meaning like there's not fluff in your life you figured out like how to really perform at a high level um and that you 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 have like kind of like this willingness to share your wisdom and what you've learned and like to me that's like the core of what like tim ferris is plus the network right like that's a big thing tim ferris's network is like part yeah. of what makes tim ferris tim ferris and i think this the same as you yeah no i'm gonna put you in uh, touch with a lot of folks um and especially um you know i think um based on our last conversation and and I, I do I, I definitely think this what you're doing has a great amount of influence and in, in just good energy I'm getting from it. So if I can do anything to to help you in any way, uh, let me know. Um, I'll probably connect you to like Kevin's trainer, boss Everline. Um, I'll connect you to Mark, uh, a lot of folks uh, that cool. are in my network. Yeah. I uh, appreciate it, man. I appreciate it. When, um, you know, it's funny, I, I'm looking at you now with your beard. My beard's getting a little grizzly and your beard, you know, I, I used to have a mentor that's like, you could tell my state of mind based on the status of my desk. If my desk is like just a madness, it's like, I'm, I'm, I'm in the thick of it. But if my desk is super clean and, and organized, he goes, I've had time to kind of reflect. And I just, I was brought up a picture of you to, I was making your uh, episode cover for the podcast. And it was like, the beard was, it was a thicker beard, you know, and I've seen oh, you man. clean shaven. I've, it's like a black and white photo. It's really great photo. Um, but I was like, man, and I and and I thought through all the different times that we've talked or that we've messaged or whatever, and I'm like, you ebb and flow between clean shaven beard, but like you're always there. And then I was like, oh my god, I've known you for a while. I've really known you for a while. It's pretty cool. It's speaking of that, actually, I'm shaving it today. No way. <laughs> yeah. What, what 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 prompts you to shave it? Um. So I haven't been clean shaved in last three years. Um, I've always had like a scurf or like a really big one. Right. Um, so I think now, I don't know. I'm going to, I think, um, I want to change it up. Um, cause you know, sometimes you just got to change it. Um, and it sounds like a perfect timing. My birthday, like my birthday was a couple of days ago, Diwali's coming and I'm in this very new energy level. So I'm just like, you know, I'm going to do something different to even carry on more of the energy that I'm getting. Isn't that well? First off, happy belated birthday! Um, and I know as Diwali is approaching, there's going to be just a lot of goodness happening. But you know what I heard you say was like with the birthday, with the work that you're doing now, you know, with timely and Diwali coming, it's kind of like, you know, it's easy to lose track of time sometimes. You know, especially during like quarantine. Like, wait, it's November? Like, it's going to be Thanksgiving or whatever? But like these perfect storms come together of like opportunity and inspiration and influence. And I don't know about you, but like, I feel like I forget a Halle Berry played this, like, I think it was in the X-Men movies where like, she can like get like all the weather together and like bring in all the energy. And like, sometimes I feel that with like work (laughs) and life. And it's like when those, all those things come together, you can kind of feel, you know, the change in the air. So I wish you a nothing but uh, the best of luck in this new year of adventure for you, for sure, man. No, man. Thank you so much. Means a lot coming from you as well. Oh man. So let me, let me tell folks, because I have a great story about you. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) So I found you. I love how I say I found somebody. I found you online. I think it was on Instagram. And immediately I was like, whoa, like this guy, like just, he just knows what he's talking about. And I started following your Instagram stories. And at the time there was a big push. You were like, on five, I think it was like 5am workouts or something like that. You were doing 
like early morning workouts every day consistently. And I, in, in what I love about Instagram stories is it brings you into people's lives. It's that day-to-day, moment-to-moment. And I was like, oh my God, like this guy's getting up early. Maybe I should get up early. And so I started like getting up early work, working out. And then I was like, I should just reach out to him. Like why he's a dude, I'm a dude. I'm just going to reach out. And I remember I reached out. I was like, hey man, I'm like really interested in what you do. I've got some questions that I would like for you to answer. I know you're busy because I see that you're, you, you do a lot. I'm like, how about I just come down and work out with you one morning? And then while we work out, while we work out, I could ask you questions. And you're like, oh, dude, yeah, let's do it. You're like, be at my place at like 5 a.m. I was like, <gasps> you know, it's like, be careful what you wish for, wish for, you're gonna get it. And so maybe like a week later, I'm down at your place. And next thing I know, I'm doing like 20,000 walking lunges. I couldn't sit on the toilet for like a week, dude. I was dead. And I, you know, I didn't want to like, you know, like I'm in your gym and your in your place, and I don't want to be like, oh, I can't like bitch out. I was like, oh no, I'm good. Like put more weight on. I'm good. I was like, oh, but that's like how we like met, you know? Yeah, no, um, I I clearly remember this um, because I was like, I was like, I don't know. I mean, you could have just said no, but you were like, you know what? I'm gonna do what you're doing, and I'm just gonna follow, and I'm just gonna do it. And I remember clearly, and actually, funny part, I'll send this to you afterwards. I might still have the video that I, I took of you actually doing the lunges, and and it was it was great that you actually didn't like back out. You didn't you didn't you didn't pussy out. You're like, I'm gonna do yeah. it. I'm here. I'm gonna actually perform, and I'm gonna actually try to do the best I can. Um, so that was really amazing to see. First of all, reaching out and then coming and doing this, it just connects you totally differently yeah yeah it does i think that they it's so weird you know some people like really compartmentalize their life right they have work they have family they have like maybe like religion or like hobbies right and then some people have no compartmentalization where like they there is this life then it, and it's everything you know and it's like so it's weird that like you're right you you when you exercise with people it's a very different dynamic than when you sit in a boardroom with them or when you are you know sitting next to them in, in you know a church or mosque or temple there's just differences and like the way those relationships i think there's something about sweat man you sweat with somebody else you see them really grind like there's some vulnerability there. So I was really grateful you uh, you trusted this weirdo to come down to your place at like 5 a.m. And, and sweat it out, man. Um, but one thing, and I really, you know, as I'm thinking about what I want people to know about you, I think about like three really big things that to me are always, you know, if I was going to like write your baseball card and you're going to like have a summary. One, I think about like your story. Uh, and I remember, you know, parts of your story about, you know, coming to America, right? Like not, not speaking English and having to learn a language, having to learn everything. Uh, there's that part of your story. Then there's this part of your story, which was really around just going from, I, I believe it was um, RX bar. Is that where yep. you, okay. So again, all of a sudden, bam, now you're like the top of the food chain. You're, you're helping this company just grow so quickly. And then now when I think about, you know, what I've, been able to witness and, and talk to you about in the last maybe, you know, few years, it's really about, you know, you are, a lot of people dream, a lot of people have ideas, a lot of people see things that like, oh, I, I think that could be cool. But like, you just do it and you do it very from my perception, I would say meticulously, you know, again, like it's a very strategic way I see you going about bringing your ideas to life and building, you know, some of these businesses that you've built over the years. So I'm going to like leave it there, but those big three, your story, your work, and then now like the way that you live and do your work. And I'm gonna let you just say, where do you want to start with any of that? Um, I think they, they all are like a foundation and pillar of who I am. Right. If you really think about it, um, I think, um, coming here and learning, um, which was probably the, the toughest part, because I think that alone was like being so uncomfortable, um, like just completely, totally in a new place, didn't know anything and like learning about different things. Um, so I think that that really always is in the back of my mind, which is like, I've been through so many uncomfortable situations in my life that I, I continue to not let me it, it doesn't scare me anymore uh, because I've gone through so many different variations of uncomfortableness, you know? Yeah. And then, and, and then work-wise, I think, you know, a lot of, a lot of time, Mark, I'll say this is that um, I thought that I wasn't good enough um, and in a sense, like my work wasn't great. 
And I would try to compare my work to other people's work. And I would go out and try to seek a lot of validation. Hey, is this good? Is this not good? Um, I think I was in that limbo, um, I think, for, for a while. Uh, but when I really understood what I knew in direct-to-consumer side of it and really just understanding branding, leadership, I realized that, man, like, I've, I've spent so much time in the weeds, like, trying to learn and understand and optimize and I was actually really good at what I what I was doing. I just yeah. didn't believe in myself, right? And and at that time, when I was at Life's Too Good, um, it's a company based out of Ireland that manufactured and distributed product in health and beauty category. I was I was shocked at the amount of influence I had in the organization and into into the company's revenue as well. And from there on, I, I realized that, wow, our ex-bar CEO and CMO reached out to me. They are giving me this opportunity. I must be good at what I'm doing. I must be really good at what I'm doing. And I was able to go there, really, really perform well, really able to put in the numbers and number of hours that I needed to in order to really execute on the ideas and the plans that we had. Um, and from there on, I think it, it really changed my my career, it changed the way I think about branding, the products, the development, mm -hmm. all of that. And I think that's led me to the, now really strategically think about what do I want to create for myself and for the people it's people in this world as well, right? Mm -hmm. And one thing that I'll say, which you know, um, I think anybody who's thinking about building a product or a brand or anything, right? A lot of times we get stuck into telling people what's in the product versus really taking a step back and telling people what's the benefit of actually using the product, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, Especially in health and wellness, right? Like you and I can start a business tomorrow because the barrier to entry is so little, so low that we can start right away, right? And now the, that category alone, it's so congested with so mm -hmm. many product. And I absolutely hate that because you're supposed to build great products to help humans, to help people move forward and help them solve their problems. But obviously not everybody thinks from that motive, right? Everybody wants you to make money, do so many different variables come into play. But when people really start thinking about like creating beautiful products and how can they actually focus on the benefits and how it's going to help them, I think that just separates any shitty products to a great product. Yeah, you, you know, it's so timely. Oh my God. It's so timely. 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 <laughs> okay. 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 We'll, we'll get into timely later. Timely is the thing. But I was literally like, it's so timely that you're saying this because two major things just happened. One, I, I yesterday I interviewed somebody for the podcast who was talking about two of the things you just talked about. One was that we always, a lot of us have these things that are like, I'm not good enough, right? I'm not worthy of this, right? Like in, in, so the first thing I wanted to talk and, and go back real quickly is you had talked about being for this first company that you were working for and then RX bar reaching out and you were like, Oh, I guess I am good enough. But like, to me, I'm like, I, I guess the, maybe like a question there is like, is I'm doing that work and have always trying to do that work, meaning like, Oh no, no, no. I, I do know stuff. I'm not a moron. I can't help people. It's not usually like a light switch that you're like, okay, now I, now I'm worthy of the praise and I'm worthy of it despite what the data or, or the, 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 um, the feedback is. So what was it like? Like, was there more to it than that, that you were like, Hey, no, no, no. I know my stuff and I I'm valuable here. Was there any other things in there that happened? Um, I think um, it required a lot of uh, inner work itself. First of all, I think um, it's not just a flip that you switch and be like, oh, you know what? Like I'm, I'm damn good at what right. I do. I think you, you need to take a step back and really look at the information that's that you actually output it into the organization. So one of the things that I've done was that I looked at my career at Life's Too Good that I was there for three years and, and the amount of stuff that I was able to do for them, right? And I was like, huh, is anybody else able to, to scale or create a hockey curve in the organization on direct consumer side the way I just did? And, and one of the things, again, like I think this goes back to me coming to America and being in a very uncomfortable situation and getting made, made fun of, right? So it's always in the back of my mind that like, oh, like maybe I'm not good enough because I've always been like, when I was in high school or even younger in junior high, people would make fun of me be, and just because I couldn't speak English or anything, right? So that carried over into that transition in my first, first phase of the career. And then I realized, I'm like, no, dude, like I think you actually understand how to build a brand. You actually understand acquisition models. You actually understand retention models. Like I actually understand 
the whole entire omni chamber. And when I say omni chamber, that means every single channel that you possibly could think of when it comes to acquisition, retention, and really being able to build a brand. And that's when I realized, like, I was like, shit, dude, like, I understand direct mail. I understand media buying. I understand, like, TV, radio, all of this stuff. And I was like, there must be something that's here. And when I got to RX Bar, I didn't even think, like, RX Bar was, like, the shit. Like, I, I just thought it's another <laughs> health and wellness company. Yeah. But but when I got there, and, and when I... One thing that I'll tell you, Mark, what I've learned in the process is that at Life's Too Good, it was all about sale. Like... No, zero fucks given about like customers just like, can we sell more? Can we Money. sell more? Yeah, yeah, Money. yeah. Let's, let's just keep going, 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 going. But RX bar was complete opposite. It was all about customer, branding, mission, values. And I was, that's where I actually learned from Peter and Lindsay what it takes to build a brand. And that was a game changer for me because now I understood how to sell a product and now I understood how to build a brand. And when mm. I connected two of those dots, I realized that, dude, like you understand a lot than what most of the people, not most, but like you understand a lot. And I think you should believe in yourself. And that's when I realized that's my superpower. Mm. And when people are like, how do you do it? I just believe in myself. I believe and I execute. As, you, as we talked about earlier, like I, I think I'm a execution machine at this point in my, and the way I, the reason why I say that is I don't when I think of something, I go and do it. And the worst thing that can happen to me is I'll learn something from it. And, and I've failed a lot of times and it's, it's okay, but those lessons have taught me and got me to where I'm at today. How do you, because what I'm hearing in that is there's like two main things. One was like moments of realization where you're like, whoa, 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 whoa. Now, like, you know, again, like selling a product, but building a brand, those like, that's almost like, it's like you can exercise all day, but if you eat like crap, it doesn't matter. It's never going to work. Yeah. So like you were able to combine these two things to now, you know, have like, just, you know, like, um, you know, what does Roy call My buddy Roy calls it, um. I forget what he called force multiplier. It's like a force multiplier of like, Oh, now it's, you know, you go from here to like, bam, you're like you're, you're, you're in the, you know, the stratosphere now, but there's another thing there. And that other thing, and, and again, it's the podcast, right? You know, it's like being uncomfortable. Like you are comfortable in uncomfortable situations, right? You've learned how to do that, whether it was from immigrating to the U S going through these years of, you know, being made fun of and, and all these other trials and tribulations that we all go through in some way, everyone's got some baggage, but like you've mastered the art of being uncomfortable. Like you can sit in it. Actually, uh, this guy that was on the podcast, just, uh, one of my favorite dudes, he said that as a parent, his job as a parent is to allow his children to experience discomfort in peace. And I think that that's, that's part of your superpower as well, because your execution, like your, your superpower of execution wouldn't be nearly as impactful as if you actually were present with the execution and you can't be present in the execution unless you're comfortable. Right. And so like, I want to talk again about, you talk to a lot of people, I'm sure you have a big network, people come to you for, for advice and you, as you build companies, are there like tips or tricks or strategies or things that you do that can help people understand how to be uncomfortable or comfortable in uncomfortable situations? Because this is something that is, it's part of you. Like it's, yeah. it's, you know, like it's, it, it's one of your, it'd be one of like your LinkedIn, uh, you know, recommendations or what have your superpowers, but like, how do you help other people start to become comfortable being uncomfortable? I, I think it goes back to the superpower. I think you have to believe in something so strong, right? Um, that you're willing to take that risk and a chance chance for. Because if you're not going to do it, then who's going to do it for you? No one's coming to save you. No one's coming to help you. You got to help yourself first, right? So once you realize that, like, and I think the other part, Mark, is like, you got to know what you want. I think that's the biggest thing. I think a lot of people, um, and I don't want to make a very broad general statement, but people don't take time to really figure out what they want out of life, right? It's just, okay, go to college, get a job, do this, get married, have kids, travel, right? But there's so much more to life than that. And life should be an adventure. Like you should really sit down and write down, like, what do you want out of life? 
And when you really do that, it gives you like your own blueprint of life. Like, okay, hey, you know what? I want to be able to go go to uh, Paris and I want to be able to go see the Great Migration. Uh, when was the last time you asked anybody, right? You took time and really sat down and said, you know what? In the next three years, this is what I want to do achieve in my life. This is what I want to do. Mm-hmm. And I think once you do that, you actually realize what you want from it. And from there on, I think you just have to create a plan of action. How are you going to get there? And when you start going through that plan of action, you realize, okay, hey, in order for me to do this, I need to take step one, step two, step three, step four. And if once you figure those steps out, it's it's process. And here's the thing, right? This is something that I had to learn very, very um, hard. I want I want always to, to move things fast, fast. I'm a I'm I'm a quick guy. Like, let's go. Come on, what are we waiting for here? Patience is the key to success. Patient, consistency are the two ingredients that will really, really help you in life. And I've learned that through my own experiences in life as well. And, you know, I want to build this amazing new brand that I'm working on, right? It's, I know, and I always tell myself, I was like, come on, man, how long are we waiting for this formulation? When the samples are coming in? It's been a year and a half you've been working on this. And I always take a step back and I, I say this to myself, it's like, Taj Mahal was not built overnight. It took 20 years to build Taj Mahal. So if I want to build a massive corporation, if I want to build an amazing brand, it's not going to happen overnight. You got to have patience. And if you don't strike at the right time, it's going to completely fail. So learn to have patience with your projects in your life, and it will really, really pay off. You know, what's funny is the things that you just said around patience, consistency. Um, the reason that I know that that that's the law, that's the gospel is because some of the, the best minds that I go to for advice all say the same thing. They literally do. Right. And there's another thing, too, that you said that I think like Seth Godin talks about, which is like the allure of the grand opening. Right. It's like it's like you should be having many grand openings every day as you test and build and learn about what this big grand opening is going to be, man. Um, You said something that I want to go back to quickly, which was when you take the time to sit down and and ask yourself, what do I want out of life? And these could be quantifiable or qualifiable things, right? It could be, you know, this is the dollar that I want in my account. You're going to die unhappy if that's always your goal. But you can say, I want to, you know, I want to see the Northern Lights, right? I want to see the Great Migration, as you said. I think that maybe within there is when you have clarity about where you want to go, that the obstacles in your way which traditionally would present you with opportunities to be uncomfortable, they might seem less uncomfortable because you know that it's just a, it's just a bump in the road to get somewhere. It's like the thing. And again, this is a, this is how my mind is just a, a, it's my mind. I have to learn to embrace it. But I thought of like when I was a kid, man, and I was in wrestling, right. I was on like the wrestling team, right. Like the coach would, you'd come in and he'd be like, you know, suit up. And so you put on like, sweatpants, t-shirts, like multiple layers of clothes. They crank the heat to like 98 degrees and you would, you would just work for two hours straight. People would throw up it and you bleed and you would bruise and you would, it was the most uncomfortable thing. But I always knew that if I did that, there was a greater likelihood that I would win my next match, right? Or that I'd win the spot on the starting lineup for the team. But if I were to say to you, oh, hey, uh, you know, Kaivon, you want to come over? We'll uh, put on multiple layers of clothes and uh, you'll sweat it out at 100 degrees in my basement. You'd be like, no, I don't want to do that. That's that's dumb. It's uncomfortable. But in the context of the uncomfortableness is getting me to my goal, it makes it seem a little less uncomfortable. And maybe that's one of those those elements in there. It's like when you have a clearly defined goal or or mission or vision or somewhere where you want to be, those little things along the way don't mean so much. It's like when you ride a skateboard, if you ever ride a skateboard or go skiing or snowboarding, if you focus on the ground right in front of you, you'll always fall. A little pebble yep. will make you fall. But if you look down the hill, if you look down the mountain, if you look down the sidewalk, those little bumps along the way, they're nothing. You don't even notice them. So it's like a good good life lesson there. I love how you shared that with us, man. Thank you. So again, I, I, I referred to you earlier as like my Tim Ferriss. Like you're, you're the Tim Ferriss in my life. So my question to you is, 
who who do you go to? Who is in your circle? Who are the people that you go to, you know, for either advice, inspiration? Like, who are the people that you are going to in your life? Yeah. So, so I think for me, um, I, I really think of the this as the the five people that influences your whole entire life, right? And and I always want to be the third. Um, so the reason why I want to be the third is because I can learn from the two people at the top. And then I can also share the knowledge and values with the other two people as well, right? So some of the people that I really look up to and, and really continue to learn from is this guy named Jay Fennell. Um, Jay used to run Tribune Media Services. Okay, this guy, like the way he moves, the way he talks, like now he's he's teaching like MBA courses and leadership and executive stuff over, I believe, at Michigan University or so. And, and I just recently had a call with him. And the way he just talks and thinks about business, it's just like, I'm like, when am I going to get to this level in my life? Like, when is this going to ever come to me, right? Um, so he's one of the people um, that I've learned. And I have known him for almost 10 years. Um, I was an intern at Tribune Media, Media Services. And I, I would just try to buy, I would just like, try to buy him lunch every week if I can. And he'd be like, dude, you gotta stop. I was like, so I've kept it, kept up with him. So every single time I have um, questions or something, I'll go to Jay. Um, the second person is Robbie. Um, Robbie is a, is a, is a character in a, in a very good sense. Like uh, he's a writer, he's a, he's, he loves writing. He, he's connected to so many people. And there are a lot of times, you know, he'll, I, I'll be, I feel like I'm stuck somewhere and he'll be like, you gotta, you gotta stop being so nice to people. I am. That's one thing about me is like I'm so nice to people. I don't know how to, how to be mean or so. He, he's the one that I go and he goes, no, you gotta go, tell them what it is honestly and and let them know how you feel about it. Um, and then obviously, you know, people that I'm not so close to connected, like Tim Ferriss, as you mentioned, is someone that I constantly want to learn from as well. Uh, but then there's also some um, Noah Kagan. I don't know if you know Noah. He runs AppSumo. Um, he's, he's, he's somebody that I always constantly learn from as well. Um, and then just in my network, like, you know, Mark and some of these guys who are into health and wellness. Um, you know, here's a surprising fact that I'll tell you. Until 2016, I didn't give a shit about health and wellness at all. Zero. And Mark's the guy who changed my whole entire perspective about health and wellness. Who's Mark? So people don't think that I'm like your health and wellness guru. Which Mark is this? Uh, Mark Bell. He's done okay. uh, um, bigger, stronger, faster on Netflix. Um, he he runs a super yep. training gym. Um, keto guy. Yeah. So, yep. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. And then what was it? Because that now is like a part of your life. That's a big thing. What was it about him or the conversation or what was it that made this now a big part of your life? Um. Uh, so I, I got to work with him uh, for for six months or so. We worked together. Um, I helped him reposition his brand, and uh, I was just like, "How is this possible? Like this guy is just like always in the gym. Like how how does I don't understand this?" And um, slowly and steady, I started seeing like what he was doing in the gym was also influencing his major aspect of his life with his family, with his friends. Uh, the way he thought about business, all of that stuff was kind of helping him even think so much more into into his personal life. And I realized that if I could learn something from him, if I can just take away one thing from uh, from Mark Bell, which was that going to the gym is hard. And then getting there and actually executing and working out is even harder. And if I can implement that into my my life, and now if I can carry those habits and behaviors into my work ethics, I can excel a lot more and I can learn, I can, I can push myself a lot more as well. It's the same thing, right? How much weight can I lift here versus how much strategy and implementation can I do in my work side as well? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think just hearing him talk about like how fitness has helped them just mentally as well. So now it's become like one of my par- part of my daily routine, which is like, if I don't go to the gym or if I don't work out or any type of activity, move, if I'm not moving, I feel like I'm stuck somewhere. Mm, interesting. Yeah. It, it, there's no, I mean, actually, so the episode that will air before your episode, the same thing. So this is uh, Dr. Jeff Schwan who, Oh wait, dude, dude, you're in Chicago. You got to go see Dr. Jeff. Oh my gosh. 
You okay. and you and Dr. Jeff, it'll be like in the Avengers when they have those stones that they put in the, the thing. And the, like you guys are each one of those stones. You guys together, there's going to be like a like, um, but no, he talked about that. Yeah, he's like, hey, man, as you talk about optimization and people living like a fulfilled life of, of wellness, what are the things they should be doing? And he said, if you're not moving and, and moving is so subjective, you know, for for, you know, folks that have never worked out. He's like, don't go to the gym and work out go for a walk, just wow. get outside. Yeah. Just, that's it. That's it. Just so, but you're right. I mean, when you don't get that movement or my, my buddy, Colin, who was just visiting, you know, we, we grew up, we met in college, but we played lacrosse together in college, but we, he's my skateboard buddy. Right. He's like, we go skateboarding yeah. together and we still go skateboarding together. And he's like, dude, 15 minutes. If I could get on a board for 15 minutes a day, it is, it is, I am a different person man and it's so it's so true man being able to move it just has so much to me that's like a silver bullet that diet diet sleep and exercise are like silver bullets man and and one thing to that point right like i think um even like earlier you know like i think when you when we first started talking you're like man five o'clock in the morning every day like now if i think about that those habits that I've developed, right? For me, waking up super early, it's no brainer because I put in the work. I, I I made sure I was able to do it, right? So now it's it's a consistent thing in my life that I'm going to be able to do so unless something happens, right? So it's like, how do you build those habits? Like you're gonna have to put in work and those that work is gonna get carried over into your daily routine and daily life. Yeah, you know, you said like how going to the gym early in the morning and w- working out, it's it's hard. And anytime I hear somebody say hard or difficult or easy, I think about this uh, Derek Sivers. I don't know if you're a Derek Sivers fan at all, but he has this great, he has two of my favorite philosophies in life. One is hell yes or no, right? So the idea there is when you're early in your career, you should say yes to everything because you never know where an opportunity is going to take you. Uh, and you can meet somebody, you can go somewhere, like something will happen that will you never know. So never shut the door early in your career. But as you advance in your life and your experience, and you start to zero in on where your value is, you should stop saying yes to everything. And the question then is when an opportunity comes your way, it's either hell yes or no. So if the opportunity is like, oh, hell yeah, I want to do that, you go and do it. If it's not a hell yes, then the answer is no. And what happens is then it opens up your time so that you're not wasting time on lots of no things. Now and hell yes comes along, you have the mental capacity, you have the time on your calendar to actually do it. The other thing that he says that that you know you had started to touch on was hard and difficult. So hard and difficult are not the same thing, and simple and easy are not the same thing. And what I mean by that is waking up to go to the gym and exercising, it's hard, but it's not difficult because hard is is strenuous, right? It's grindy. Yeah. You you sweat when things are hard, but difficult just means there's multiple steps involved and there's hoops to jump through. But again, like they say, you know, running a marathon is hard, but it's not difficult, right? It's hard work, but it's not difficult. It's actually, it's rather simple. You put on your shoes and you run 26.2 miles and you're done. That's it. So I love how you're able to identify that like, hey, these things that I'm doing, they cause me to be uncomfortable but I grow from that uncomfortableness. I can now sit in that. And then those are things that have, you know, kind of, you know, exponentially impact all other elements of your life, relationships, business, brain function, et cetera, man. And, and again, I do come to you for those types of things. Cause I, I look at you again, as when I think of you, that optimization word just pops into my head, man. Yeah. You know, the other thing is, it's like, you know, if it's easy, everybody would be doing it. A hundred percent. If it's easy, every single person would be starting a business. If it's easy, everybody everybody would have six packs walking around. If it's easy, everybody would be, you know, driving driving the Bugattis that they want, right? So totally, totally. I, who was it? I said, uh, someone talked about like, hey, if, if six if if six pack is six pack abs were easy, everybody would have them. It's not the crunches that are hard. It's the lifestyle. It's the food. It's the everything else. You know. I also heard somebody say they were. It was a critique of uh, Gary Vaynerchuk, and they were like stop because not everybody should be an entrepreneur right like everybody has ideas but not everybody should be building a business not every i let me tell you real quick bro somebody came to me once um it was a, it was a somebody i grew up with and she had a small business and i said hey i really think you know you got a personality i really think you should be online more and, and here would be some very strategic things you could do on your social media to help build yeah. your brand easy what i call high impact low cost things and i said you know you should be using your instagram stories a lot more 
my brother calls me like a year later. He's like, dude, do you still talk to so-and-so? I was like, yeah, you know, I actually talked to her about a year ago, you know, give, trying to give her some help. He's like, every five minutes I get an alert that she's going live and she's got an Instagram story. I'm like, oh my God, I, I created a monster. <laughs> you know, I want to go back to the point you just mentioned uh, for Gary Vee's. Bro, if I can tell anybody, and this doesn't come, this comes from a very good place, okay? Entrepreneurship is not like this glamorous bullshit that you see with like uh, an amazing lifestyle and, and shit. Like, <laughs> if I can have a pill to cut my entrepreneurship motivation and prescribe to me, I would fucking take that shit all day, every day. Because people don't realize how much shit that you have to go through to maybe, and it's not guaranteed. Let me tell you. Seriously. The results are not guaranteed. And if I can take this pill, and if I can tell people that if you want to be an entrepreneur, man, you got to think through twice, three times in life. Because the shits that I've gone through and the relationships and stuff that I don't even know how I got to here. It, it, it's, it's a miracle. At some point, I look back in my life and I was like, how did I survive those, those last four or five years, right? Mm. Um, paycheck to paychecks and really trying to figure out my life and my journey, my career, all this stuff. And, and you know, when I, when I hear people are like, oh, entrepreneurs, so success. And I was like, I was like, you have to get behind the curtains and see. And, oh, yeah. and people don't talk about, you know, entrepreneurship and in general in entrepreneurship, people don't talk about the mental health, how many people have committed suicide. Oh my how many gosh, people, all, yes, all of, yeah. All, all the negative. Everybody wants to talk about the positive shit. Come and talk to me about the negative stuff that has happened to some of the people that I know and the relationship and all whatnot, right? Um, so I would just say to people, if you're trying to be an entrepreneur, do it for the right reasons. Know that it's going to take time and know that the results that you're looking for, the million dollar pays out and stuff, dude, it's not guaranteed. You may never see that shit. So true. It's, you know, it's like, I think I like those... Uh... <laughs> there was a, a Saturday Night Live skit. It was like a baking, a cooking show where they're like, oh, we're going to make a cake and here's what the cake should look like. And then it comes and it's like a pile of slop, you know? Like to me, that's like the perfect metaphor for entrepreneurship. Like you all think you're going to make this like amazing, beautiful cake with like a pinwheel and, like, and it comes out and it's like, uh, here, here's what I made. It's like, that is 99.9%. .9%. And the other thing too is, um, you know, I, I think that, People think about the word entrepreneurship or the lifestyle or just the endeavor of building a business. And people need to be very clear that like not everybody should be doing that, number one. And number two is like, just because you have an idea doesn't mean it should be a business, right? Like it can be a consultative approach. And like, uh, again, Seth Godin talks a lot about being, are you a business or are you a highly paid freelancer you know like are you a consultant or do you do you build a company with employees that makes a product or service that is used by many and that um you know i just had a conversation yesterday man because i i had a gut check moment with my buddy colin and he's you know we were talking about things going i'm like yeah you know things get tough man it's tough right now and i said there's one thing that i always thought about which is a quote that i saw which was you can't be valuable to four million people if you're not valuable to four if there are four people that are willing to pay for your service your product or there's four people that come to you for advice or there's four people that whose life you make better with the thing that you do well then from four you can try to get to eight and then you try to get to 16 and and that's a hard thing i will say for me it's a hard thing because i try to be a people pleaser i want to help as many people as i can selfishly because it makes me feel good it makes me feel like i have worth and because you know like like as you said when you came to america people made fun of you right because you couldn't speak the language because you looked different maybe or you know things were different. You know, on my end, like I was, you know, I was not a smart kid. I did not do well in school. I always got in trouble. I, you know, always a chubby kid. Just had a target on my head, like bully right here, bully. This is the guy right here, you know? And so I always want to prove that, oh shit, I got some shit to prove, man. I, I know some things I can help you with some stuff. It makes me feel good. And then like, I don't know about you, man, but like, you know, since you tend to reside on more the product side of things, like, and I've only built, I would say like one product in my life, which was this, this drop kit, which is when you and I connected yeah. and, you know, to see somebody use their money 
to buy the thing that you dreamt up, this thing that they can hold, that somebody, like, it's insanely gratifying. And to me, the same thing is true with ideas, you know? It's like, how can we help people, you know, bring, bring we say bring value. I, I would say value comes in one of two ways, or let's call it three ways. It's a number on a balance sheet, it's a smile on a face, or it's a feeling that you get. To me, that that's how you bring value to people. And yeah. if you can get all three, that's like cherry, cherry, cherry. It's like you pull the slot machine, you know? It's like ding, 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 bam, dude. Put me in the ground six feet under. My life is good if I get people feeling that way for sure, man. And, you know, to that point, you know, one thing that you mentioned earlier, which also is, you know, like, I think in entrepreneurship, you know, you should always also think about, like, what type of business do you want to build? And, and really, this goes back to, to, to what you want out of life, if you think about this, right? So like, not, not everybody needs to have that $50 million business. Like, you could be okay making half a million dollars to fulfill your life and dreams that you have. But you've never taken the time to really sit down and write down what you want out of life, what you actually want, what is your dream? What if you could have anything in life? You've never taken that time to build that. So now you're chasing the number that you don't even know that if that number is right for you or not. So what I would advise to people is like really figure out like, hey, I want to live a lifestyle that allows me to have freedom, that allows me to do what I want when I want, right? I, I, I want to be able to build something. Okay, how much money do you need to live that lifestyle? Do you need a million dollars? Do you need $2 million? And I guarantee you, when you do that, you realize, shit, dude, I just need a solid business that makes me half a million to $2 million a year. And you can live a comfortable, happy, freedom lifestyle that you always wanted. It's true. We don't define it. I often say we need to make the subjective things objective so we know it when we see it. People say things like, I want to be happy. I want to be free. I need to be in a creative environment. It's like, great. What does that mean? How will I know it when I see it? So take these subjective terms, make them objective. You know, when you said that, I thought about you had shared, uh, you know, some documents with me around uh, uh, something you're building. And when I saw visually, when I saw on screen, I was like, oh, like it's very clear to you what this is. And the way that you were able to present it to me made me not only understand what the offering was, but how you think about it. And so like, I think about people like, you know, they do like vision boards and things like that. And some people are like, oh, that's like, that's like, you know, a chakra crystal-y kind of a stuff. I'm like, no, 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 you have to know what it's going to look like. Cause then when you arrive there and you see it, you know it, you know, I, I, um, it's funny you say that, Kaivon, because there's this thing that's always been this vision that I've always had, you know, in my head. I've shared it with my wife and a few other people, but like I can close my eyes and I can envision what I want this this scene that one day in my life this scene um, will will occur, and it's like me in a in like a lofty brick exposed wall kind of place. And there's lots of different people there, all races and cultures. There's, you know, a bunch of whiteboards with post-it notes. There's some people over here meeting and talking and, you know, there's skateboards on the wall. There might be a dog running around and the vibe and there's sunlight coming in and there's music playing and people are just working in a really creative space in a creative way. And in this vision, I see myself going from group to group of people, just checking in, being like, oh man, what's good? Oh, you know, what are we creating over? Everything good here? Good. How can I help you with this? Because when I see that vision, I know what I'm working towards. I know why I, you know, take the time to do a podcast every week. And also it just feels really good. I love doing the podcast, but like why I, I read the books that I do, why I try to connect with the people that I connect with, because one day I'm going to be sitting in that space. I'm going to find myself in that space, you know, and maybe my phone will buzz and I'll look down and it'll be you. And you're like, yo, I'm around the corner. I'm like, let's hang, let's do it. So, um, Man, I, uh, the more and more I realize how grateful I am to have people like you in my life and uh, the, the, um, the opportunity to share you and your vision and the way you think with other people, that's, that's like the gift in and of itself, man. I just want to thank you. Like literally, thank you. You've, you've taught me a lot. You've always been there uh, to, to field a question. I think one of my favorite moments in recent history was when you reached out, like, hey, do you have some time? I have a question for you. I was like... You got a question for me? For me? You have a question for me? I was like, let's go, you know? Um, 
But yeah, man, I'm really, really grateful for you uh, taking the time today to share, uh, you know, again, just like the reality of what your life looks like. And, you know, people might look at you and think, you know, oh, he's got it all figured out. But we know, we know what that looks like, uh, kind of behind the curtains. No, man, thank you for thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it, man. Um, And I just want to say one thing, man. I absolutely love what you're doing with this, Mark. Um, I, I think uh, I think um, there's there's definitely something here. Um, and, and as I mentioned, persistent and consistency um, are are the two things are the two two main ingredients, right? Um, that a lot of people um, need to think about when they're thinking about any type of business or branding or opportunities as well. Well, I appreciate it. It really means a lot. I always say that that fuels the tank, man. Just hearing that from you fuels the tank. Um, you know, I end each episode by asking the guest to fill in the blank here. So I'm going to put you on the spot here and fill in the blank. Um, Kaivan Dave thinks differently about. Okay, hold on. Uh, it's Kaivin. <laughs> what? Yeah. Now I got to do that over. Why I was, you've never corrected me before. I, I thought I, it's okay. Uh, <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I, I thought right. I did before, that's okay. Kevin, all right, here we go. So you know I end each episode by asking the guests to fill in this blank, so I'm going to put you on a spot here. Kevin Dave thinks differently about? Life. Mm. Just completely. Um, I think uh, life is an adventure. Um, I think people should experience every single thing that happens to them and try to think about the opportunities, the decisions, the things that are going to help you get you get you where you want to go in life. And life is not, it's once in a lifetime opportunity. You're not guaranteed, at least, I don't know, but I don't know if I'm coming back here or not. And I want to fulfill this life to the fullest that I possibly can with experiences, with people, with culture, with so many different things that I want to make in this life so i just think about life very differently and i'm I'm so lucky and blessed to have a totally different point of view just like everybody else but being brought up in india and coming here and now being able to look at life from a two different lenses and being able to take that in and see which is the one that i actually want to explore from um has been such a blessing in my life well, man, you, that blessing in your life has uh, brought many more blessings to many more people's life. And I'm sure this episode is no different. It's just going to be another uh, another uh, star in your belt for sure, man. So thank you. Thank you so much again, man. It's been awesome. Perfect. Thanks a lot for your time. I appreciate it. Of course. So there it is. Episode 33 of the Think Differently podcast is in the books with Kaivin Dave. What, what an amazing story. I hope you get now why I refer to him as my personal Tim Ferriss, the way he thinks, the way he organizes schedules and just maintains such a productive and successful life. Thank you. Thank you, Kaivin, for sharing all of your feedback, all of your network. And also, he gave me some props, and that always feels good. He really likes the podcast. So to everybody out there that's listening to the Think Differently podcast, I have a kind ask of you all. If you could share this podcast with just one person. Send them a text, send them an email. If you're talking to somebody in a meeting, tell them to check out the podcast. You can always follow on Instagram. Uh, you can always follow and listen on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all the major platforms. But if you could just share one episode of the podcast this week, I would greatly, greatly appreciate it. I also want to give a special thank you to Littlefoot Coffee. Again, they are the official sponsor of the Think Differently podcast. And if you head on over to littlefootcoffee.com, use promo code MARK, not only will you save some money on your purchase and you'll get a great gift for the holiday season, but you're going to help a small business grow. See, Rosie and Alex are building this from the ground up. They're hand roasting, hand packaging each bag of coffee, and it would mean the world to me and to them if you could play a small part in helping the small business grow. So head on over to littlefootcoffee.com, use promo code MARK at checkout, and save a little bit of cash. And as always, from Chicago, Illinois, this is Mark Hands inspiring and challenging you to think differently.